Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You, and today we have a special guest that I'll introduce in just a moment. And we're going to talk about Holocaust education, and specifically the decline in Holocaust education uh, across uh, America. And the study of the Holocaust is no longer prioritized in Christian primary, secondary, and higher education, nor in public education. And interestingly, our organization, Israel Team Advocates, we recently did an interview on a major Christian university. And in the interview with students, half did not know what the Holocaust was. Half did not know who Hitler was. And then went on to say, as we ask him, is Hamas a terrorist organization or a humanitarian organization? Half of the students said, well, Hamas is a a humanitarian organization. In September 2020, the Conference on Jewish Material Claims Against Germany released the U.S. Millennial Holocaust Knowledge and Awareness Survey, a 50-state survey examining Holocaust awareness among millennials and Gen Z, the first of its kind in America. And here's a few of the findings. 63% do not know that 6 million Jews were murdered. Again, these are uh, young people between the ages of 18 and 29. 63% do not know that 6 million Jews were murdered. 59% of those surveyed believe another Holocaust is possible. 48% could not name one of the 40,000 concentration camps or ghettos developed during the Holocaust. 58% could not define the meaning of the name Auschwitz. 11% overall believe Jews were responsible for causing the Holocaust. In New York for uh, New York State, for example, 19% believe Jews caused the Holocaust. 49% have viewed Holocaust denial posts on social media. 30% of those surveyed describe seeing Nazi propaganda on social media or in their community. In Nevada, the score was 70%, and in New York State, it was 67% of those who described seeing Nazi propaganda on the streets of their community. A hopeful finding in the survey found that 80% of the respondents believe Holocaust education must be prioritized to prevent another Holocaust from happening. And so we cannot shield the next generation from the truth and guarantee there will be little to no opposition to a future genocidal ideologue. And that is very possible here in America, that uh, ideologue rises to power that's a fascist, just like uh, ideologue rose to power in Germany. Genocides don't happen spontaneously. They evolve over time, but are not inevitable. The greatest threat to their ripening is education. And so Holocaust education must be prioritized today uh, in, in Christian primary, secondary, and higher education, must be prioritized in public primary, secondary, and, and higher education. So today we're going to talk to an educator. And so I'm bringing in an educator that can help us understand uh, why it's so important to teach uh, the Holocaust to students and what we can do as parents, as uh, educators, 
to change uh, this declining uh, issue of Holocaust education. So we're going to talk today with Joy Lucius. She taught English and creative writing for 23 years in the Mississippi public school system before becoming a staff writer for the American Family Association. Uh, the, the magazine she writes for is called The Stand. She has authorized two young adult novels, Dandelion Trail, which is the sequel to the feature-length film Summer Snow, and Rose and Odette, the first in a series of Holocaust stories written in conjunction with the Unknown Child Foundation. And this is a book every parent of young school children should purchase for their their children. It's so important. It'll help them understand what actually took place, who the perpetrators were, and and who were what what was lost during the Holocaust. So Joy is currently researching and working on the second Holocaust novel in this series, tentatively titled Captain Schroeder's Kids. It tells the stories of several children who traveled aboard the infamous and ill-fated St. Louis in 1939 and you remember that was a, a ship that was filled with jewish people and it skirted the the eastern seaboard of the united states uh, hoping that the united states would allow uh, the jewish families to disembark from the ship but our government refused uh, safe passage and the ship went back to germany and the majority of these uh, families children included uh, went straight to the gas chambers so, Joy, welcome to Israel and You, and it's so happy to be with you today. Thank you so much. I just feel honored and blessed um, to be with you today and to discuss this really important topic. It is dear to my heart, and I think it's dear to God's heart. I really do. And so thank you for inviting me. Thanks, Joy, for being here. And, and tell us first about uh, your book, uh, Rose and Odette, how, how that came about <laughs> and your sequel to the book uh, about the children of the the, uh, the, the ship, the St. Louis. Thank you. I would love to. It's a, a story dear to my heart. Um, here at AFA, um, we uh, work to support Israel and to, to learn about Israel. And so one of my assignments as a journalist was to go um, and meet people from um, the Unknown Child Foundation. So I took a trip to uh, there, and I did all my pre-research. I thought I was ready to go, and as a former English teacher, I thought I was prepared, and I knew what I was going to see and experience in the museum exhibit. Um, and when I got there, I met Miss um, Miss Diane and uh, other members of the Unknown Child Foundation, and we took a tour. And it was absolutely um, an amazing time. But I have to tell you, before the trip, when I was doing my research, I um, came across, as soon as I turned the computer on to research, I came across one picture. The very first picture was of two little dark-haired, dark-eyed, beautiful little girls. And for some reason, after hours and hours of research, I just came back to that one picture. And it touched me and it haunted me and there was just something about it. So I printed it off and put it in my purse. And the next week we went on vacation with our families. At one point in the vacation, all the moms and the girls got in one car and all the dads and the boys got in the other car, probably just to, for the sanity of parents to separate some kids. And at one point I, have a, I had a 16-year-old granddaughter and I asked her, 
Emma, what are you studying about Holocaust? Um, what kind of books? What are you learning? And she did tell me some things, and she told me some stories that they were reading. And um, I said, well, you know, uh, when I taught, um, I taught, and I, and I told her the stories and the things we read. But then I pulled the picture out of my purse, and I said, look, look, Emma, this picture is what I've been working on. And I said, there's just something about these little girls. And I said, you know, somehow in my spirit, I just feel like the Lord is saying, I need to write about these children. And I said, but I'm not qualified. I said, you know, Emma, we're not Jewish people. We love the Jewish people. I love the history of um, the Bible, and I love to teach about that, but I'm not really qualified. I'm not a, a an author. I'm just a teacher, and I write articles. And she grew quiet for a moment, <laughs> and all of a sudden, she just looked at me very seriously, and she said, Yaya, if God told you to do it, you know you have to. And so I put it back in my purse. We had a great vacation, and as soon as I got back, I went to the Unknown Child exhibit, and we finished the exhibit. It is a powerful exhibit and um when it was done the curator said we forgot to turn on the sound system for you you didn't get to hear the powerful soundtrack that you would normally listen to and so he ran to get the headphone sets so I could hear and they wouldn't work and I could see him visibly upset in the hallway because he couldn't get it to work and just as he was coming in to say well I'm sorry the sound system came on and what it was it was um, a very quiet stoic rendition of names of children who were lost in the holocaust and the first name out of the mouth of this recording was rose abelafia and it gave her date of birth and her date of death odette abelafia and it gave her birth and her death And I screamed because in my purse, as I'm trying to fumble and get this picture out, is a picture of two little sisters named Rose and Odette Abelafia. So of 1.5 million children who were murdered in the Holocaust, I had two little girls that were photographed and that that they were their picture was in my purse. And of all the names that could have been read and, and recited that day, there were only two out of 1.5 million, and it was it was those little girls. And so over the next year and a half, I learned about their story. I met their family, surviving family, and that's an amazing story because it's a, it's a miracle we found them because they changed their names because they believed that the only good Jew, they were taught the only good Jew after the Holocaust would be uh one that no one knew about. And so they were told to change their name. So it's just an amazing story. And I taught, it taught me so much about, um, about the precious, um, life of each of those children that were, that was murdered in the Holocaust and what we lost. And, um, it changed my life. It changed my family's life. And now we're working on book two. What an amazing story, Joy. And we're looking forward to the, the second book coming out about the SS St. Louis. So tell us, you know, as a member of the AFA family, and we so appreciate the American Family Association for sponsoring this book and being willing to educate parents about the Holocaust through your writing. So tell us, how could a parent or educator get a hold of this book about Rose and Odette? 
Well, you could go online to resources.afa.net and you will find um, this book um, and other resources available there. That's great. So as an educator, you know, you, you and I have talked about the serious decline of the knowledge of the Holocaust in, in younger students, in uh, college students. So what can be done? I mean, are, are we starting too late? It's, you know, we work on college campuses, and it's, it's breathtaking, the lack of knowledge. And I think the, the cause is, is really not uh, an issue in the college, although uh, colleges need to teach on the Holocaust. But I, I think the, one of the greatest issues is in primary, secondary education, we're no longer teaching about the Holocaust like we once did. So what can we do to change this decline, Joy? I believe the the first line of defense um, is a good offense. And so I think that we need to purposefully, as educators, uh, in every grade, at every level, even before um, kindergarten, we need to begin to see it as um, our mandate to teach about the Holocaust, to teach about anti-Semitism. And I think it, it part of the fact that the reason we don't is the fact that as public school educators, we think we are uh, prohibited from that. We think that it is part of a religious education and that we're prohibited, but we're not. It is an educational, historic perspective and truth. The, the numbers do not lie um, that we need to talk about and teach. And I know it's also a very... Um, dark subject for small children, but you don't have to approach it from that way. So now is the perfect time. It's summer and educators are preparing. They're taking their breaks, but they're also thinking and preparing for next year. So I just challenge all Christian educators to ask the Lord to show you creative ways to institute this in your classrooms. That's great. So when we come back from the break, we're going to continue to talk about some practical ways Parents can teach their kids about what took place in the Holocaust. Uh, For a reference for our listeners, you can go to the Times of Israel and uh, just Google my name, Aaron David Free, F-R-U-H. And I recently wrote an article that was featured in the Times of Israel. It's entitled, Christian Educators Have a Moral Duty to Teach About the Holocaust. And in this uh, article. I, I talk about the, the recent 50-state survey and how that uh, needs to change. So we'll see you on the other side of the break. Hi, I'm Aaron Free, president of Israel Team Advocates. And there's an alarming decline today in the support of Israel among U.S. evangelical millennials ages 18 to 29. A May 2021 survey administered by the Barna Group shows that between 2018 and 2021, favorable support for Israel has been cut in half from 75% to 35% among evangelical millennials in the United States. If this trend continues, evangelicalism will be anti-Israel in just a few short years. And remember that young Christians today will be the leaders of tomorrow. Israel team recently conducted interviews with students at a major evangelical university concerning their understanding of the Holocaust. The answers were troubling. To the first question, what was the Holocaust? Half of the students did not know. 
To the second question, who was Adolf Hitler, again, only half of the students had knowledge enough to connect him to the Jewish genocide. In the remaining questions, we found a surprising, breathtaking, really, lack of historical understanding of the murder of six million Jews during the Holocaust. This example is indicative of a much larger problem. The study of the Holocaust is not prioritized in Christian primary, secondary, and higher education. And there's so much more that we can do. You can help Israel Team today by going to israelteam.org and clicking the donate button and your tax-deductible gift today will help us in pushing back against this growing narrative of anti-Israelism within the evangelical millennial community. So go to israelteam.org and stand with us today. We're building a bridge for the coming generation, and it's so important that we build that bridge. So help us today at israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. This is Israel in You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You, and we're here with Joy Lucius. Joy is an educator and an author, a writer for the American Family Association. We're talking about Holocaust education in public and in Christian private schools. So, Joy, tell us uh, as an educator, you know, what are some of the issues that that teachers face? when teaching the Holocaust? I think one of the biggest issues that teachers face today is the fear of legal reprisal. Um, We see so many lawsuits about what teachers should and should not be teaching. And so I think um, teachers are just much more apt to stick right to the curriculum and teach what every the same thing that every other teacher in their grade or their subject are, is teaching so they feel safe. And then I think another one is, I'm going to just be honest with you, um, teachers are leaving the profession quickly and uh, um, a huge percentage of public educators right now are young, very young. It's always been a young profession, but it's becoming much younger. And many of them are coming out of the, the colleges that you just discussed, that you polled, where 63% of them did not even know that Jews were murdered, and they had never heard the word Auschwitz. That blows my mind. So those are the educators that are coming into our schools. And it's not so much uh, purposeful. It's just they don't know. It's ignorance. Exactly. And um, one of my favorite quotes, and I know you've quoted this before, is uh, George Santayana, mm-hmm. who said, those who uh, do not remember the past are condemned to repeat it. And so, you know, could another Holocaust happen in 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 our world and and the answer is yes Yes. and i said earlier we can't shield the next generation from the truth about what actually happened that that german citizens european citizens stood by they were indifferent to the murder of six million jews and another six million political prisoners of the nazis and uh you know they murdered uh, the the infirmed, uh, mentally infirm, physically infirm, and so on. And so they stood by. They were indifferent to mass genocide. And, I mean, that's, the, for me, is what really needs to be taught is how could this happen? How could 
uh, 300 million Europeans stand by and watch something like this. So we can't shield our kids from the truth and guarantee there will be little to no opposition to a future genocidal ideologue. And I said earlier, Joy, genocides don't happen spontaneously. They evolve over time but are not inevitable. And the greatest threat to their ripening is is people like you, Joy, that are writing books uh, for children about what actually happened, what was lost in the Holocaust. So, I mean, what do you foresee as an educator? I mean, do you see this this trend changing in the future? It's only going to change, I believe, if concerned and Christian educators um, truly um, do something. It has to be a burden on your heart. It, you have to pick up that that burden and you have to take it and you have to allow the Lord to give you ideas, to run with it, because um, you can, I mean, I know that it's easier in a Christian school, but in a public school, there are still so many ways that you can that you can bring this subject in, just like what you were talking about, Aaron. That's a math lesson. That's a powerful math lesson for young kids in elementary and middle school. Um, the percentage of people in Europe who actually did something to help prevent six million Jews to be murdered um, or to or one point five million children. That's a that's a huge math problem. And I think that if you did that in class, you know, we're we're great about doing all kinds of math. Um, activities like the 100 days of school and all those different really fun activities. This one might not be as fun, but it's actually going to be a, a very big um, moment uh, where, where children realize the reality of it. And then you tie that in with um, English lessons, literature lessons, like uh, books about children like Rose and Odette, or when I was in uh, a teacher, I did Corey Ten Boom's The Hiding Place. Hmm. And to see the reality of people, these are just normal people. These were your neighbors. If you lived um, uh, in Corey Ten Boom's neighborhood, um, she was just an everyday person. Her dad was just an everyday person. But they literally gave everything they had to help save their Jewish neighbors. And so I think that if you can just bring real stories to kids and let them understand, it's not somebody a hundred zillion miles away and it wasn't um, some unbelievable person. It was just a normal person. Corey Tim Boom helped somebody. And I think that makes it real for kids. It did for me. I'm 60 years old and I still remember uh, when... My youth group leader took us to see the movie, um, The Hiding Place. It impacted my life forever. And so we have that responsibility. Um, I read another article that you wrote about the tents of of Sham. And Mm -hmm. I know that's an Old Testament story, but I told you before that I just, I, I want to be on God's team. And God's team is the tent of Sham. He loves the children of Israel. Those are his beloved chosen children but in the the blessing that noah gave two of his sons we were we were told that we could come into the tents of sham and i want to i want that to be my goal i want to bless and to teach and to learn and i think that that we as adults as christians that that's got to be our job yeah, I believe that. And I also think that maybe here in America, Joy, uh-huh. uh, there was a song in the 70s 
uh, I forget who sang it. Maybe it was Carol King, but it was so f- so far away. Remember that yes. song, so far away. And so maybe here in America, the reason why we're not teaching about the Holocaust is so far away. It, it happened, you know, last century. It's it was in another country. It, it, how does that apply to us? It doesn't. So, you know, it's just a breakdown of understanding. But I did some research recently about uh, countries who are, teach the Holocaust. And surprisingly, and maybe this is not surprising, but the, the number one country that I could find in Europe that teaches the Holocaust consistently um, is Germany. And why is that? It's, it's because it happened there. Yes. And it's not something far away. And they know because it happened once, it could happen again. Yes. And so it's interesting, but in, in the German education system, uh, the Holocaust is taught, covered in literature, religion lessons, in biology, art, and music, and history, and civic classes. And it's mandatory. It is mandatory in public education to teach the Holocaust. And, and one gentleman, Dr. Jan Schultz, associate professor at the University of uh, Bochum in Germ- Germany, he talks about the importance of Holocaust education in an article I, I read in uh, Euro News, how are Europe's children taught about the Holocaust? And here's what he says. The German perspective is always included. In school, it is discussed how the Nazi dictatorship could happen and how it was part of German history. How did the Nazi movement evolve after the First World War? What was the role of the Weimar Republic and its many challenges, including a conservative civil service and widespread anti-Semitism? It is discussed who the German perpetrators were and how the German society as a whole reacted towards the Holocaust. And of course, the long history of German Jews in Germany is discussed as part of German history. Part of teaching, he says, the Holocaust is also a discussion of what the German population did know about the perpetration and extermination of uh, Jews. It is taught that they did know quite well about the Holocaust. And that is a huge, huge elephant in the room in, in many countries that they knew what was happening, but they don't want to address it. And today in America, when we see this rise in anti-Semitism, it's again, another elephant in the room. We don't want to address it. We've become indifferent uh, to the hatred of Jews rising once again in our world. And again, right here in America. So I'll say it again. The, the only threat to this uh, continued decline is education and so we need we need people like you joy that are are educating through writing through you know all that you do at american family association uh to teach and help uh teachers and parents understand their duty uh to stop anything like this ever happening again so give us a final thought joy Well, we've always been taught to uh, never forget and to always remember. But I love what you say, Erin. You say it's not enough to just remember. We have to learn. So as educators, as parents, as Christians, it's our job to teach. And we better get with it because we could suffer another Holocaust. That is so true. And thank you, Joy, for being with us. And I would encourage our listeners to go to American Family Association to the website and order uh, Joy's book, The Rose and Odette Story. It's a great book that will help you educate your children 
about the Holocaust and what was lost. We'll see you next time on Israel and You.